7: KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show On Demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio from 1 until 4. And then after 4 o'clock, if you miss something, that's yeah. what the John and Ken On Demand podcast is for. It's on the iHeart app. And you could hear whatever you missed or you could hear the same stupid stuff all over again a second time. Okay, that's a contrast. Yeah. Uh, another keyword. We're not out of keywords yet for the show. Uh, around 3.20. That word will be revealed by the big voice guy, and uh, John repeats it. You have a chance to win money, just follow the instructions. We'll, of course, have an update on Israel and Hamas coming up. Related to that, we're now going to talk about, uh, well, chatter online uh, and the possibility of some sort of uh, attacks coming out of this war between Israel and Hamas, the intelligence community concerned, Let's go to Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI, and see what he has.
5: Hey there, guys. Yeah, there there definitely is worry. We know every major police department in the U.S. and in every uh, big city has been on some kind of heightened alert for the the past week since this all started. And we've heard the LAPD and the Sheriff's Department and Beverly Hills and so many have put out statements, and they have been uh, ramping that up. Some of that concern has been, what about the protests, like the one down on Wilshire over the weekend that... You get both sides, pro-Palestinian, pro-Israeli. They can uh, come together, and then you got a problem. But the intelligence community is worried about the what if the the lone wolf attacker, so angry over what's going on. There is so much passion on both sides, or some kind of organized something going on. This weekend, I was in San Diego at a, a big international police convention going on, and the head of Europol, Katerina De Bola was attending, and we sat down with her, and, and Europol is the police agency for the entire European Union, their their investigative agency, asking, are you worried? And her response was this.
1: I am concerned. And she said, we see that a young, a, a lot of youngsters, in fact, are influenced and recruited through internet. We see a lot of lone actors that believe that they have to go uh, and commit a terrorist attack um, because they want to belong to a, big, a bigger family.
5: It is a fire hose of chatter coming in right now, of data. Her teams are pulling in in The Hague where their headquarters are. Uh, it almost looks like a movie, uh, their command center with screens everywhere, and it's all coming in, that they are getting a lot of data from social media and from the dark web. Now they've got to figure out what is just angry people talking online And what is that one person who is so angry that they'll use a car or a weapon or an explosive and go out and do something, whether it be in Europe, in the U.S., you know, in Japan somewhere out there that they're bringing it all in and working with the FBI and, and other agencies to try to decipher all of it and she added.
1: The jihadi terrorism is in fact uh, the biggest uh, thing uh, related to terrorism that is worrying us and now with the facts in, uh, in in Palestine we really have to monitor on a daily basis what is going on and we have to be and to take uh, the precaution measures.
5: FBI Director Ray was also in, in San Diego for the convention this weekend and, and he echoed similar sentiments that that they are worried that there is a lot of chatter and now they've got to figure it out. And it is the lone wolf that is so hard to to figure out. If it's a bigger group, a lot of times their communications will flag and they'll know that that something is going on. But when it is somebody sitting in their basement, becoming angry, absorbing the information that's out there and deciding to do it on their own and not communicating, at least talking about an attack that that is the hard one to find. Think of the attack in Pensacola on the military base a couple of years ago, Oklahoma City, all of those where they they weren't on the radar. But she says that they are communicating in real time with the FBI, saying, what do you have? Here's what we've got. Sharing that information, trying to analyze it. They've got 1,200 people at Europol where they are uh, analyzing that data right now. They do a lot of Europol. They're also focused on fentanyl and child trafficking. But right now, the focus is on the intelligence coming in from online chatter, dealing with Israel, and, and she says there's a lot of it. Well, yeah, if
7: there's so much of it, there could be thousands of guys sitting in their basement yeah. venting. So what can they do?
5: Well, they try to figure out, you know, is this just an angry person who is spouting off, uh, or is this somebody that they really need to be worried about? Well, how and, do you, how can you tell the difference, You know, it, you- it's looking into who these people are, what are they saying, who are they communicating with, are they communicating with people who... They don't have access to weapons or explosives, uh, you know, backgrounds in, in that sort of thing. Talking to other agencies uh, in the the U.S. to say, here's what we're getting. It's out of this place. This is where their IP is coming back to. You know, you may want to check this out. They get a knock on the door and trying to, to stop all of this before it begins. And but you got to look at Hamas was able to pull off their attack without anybody really knowing that even an organized group can do it if they say, stay insulated. So they, they know that, that that can be tough as well.
7: How many stories have we covered of uh, uh, school shooters or workplace shooters? And you go to their uh, social media, and it turns out they've been carrying on about shooting up somebody for quite a while. But nobody noticed because they had no followers. Yeah.
5: Well, and that that's what they're trying to, to stop. And if they see something online where somebody is threatening on the the dark web, you go to that social media, uh, that would be the first stop, uh, typically, where they would go and say, what has this person been posting? Are they posting that they've been buying guns or, you know, going to use their car in an attack, that sort of thing? We did ask her, by the way, so what should people do? And her take on it was she said, look, we deal with really bad stuff at Europol. Again, you know, drug trafficking and child sex trafficking and everything. But she goes, you got to take a deep breath and say, life is pretty darn good. And she said, be aware. You know, if you're in a big public area with a lot of people around, be aware of where vehicles are and where people are. But she said, you got to live your life. That that right now they're working on this. They don't know any credible threats against the U.S. or Europe at this moment. They are worried about when the invasion, assuming the invasion into Gaza does go down, that that will be a flashpoint that will really tick off those who are palestinian sympathizers and that that could be the catalyst for something to go down but she says right now they they don't see anything in the works and you know just live your life
7: well there was an attack in belgium today i guess
5: yeah unfolded there yeah we talked to her before that happened but she was worried about europe and densely populated Uh, areas and uh, i'm sure Europol is working on that today
7: hamas had a thousand guys ready to storm israel and nobody knew what was coming. If yeah. you talked to the Israeli intelligence, you know, last Friday, they'd say, everything's fine. We don't have any credible evidence of an they attack. They don't want that and to happen again. Next yeah. thing you know.
5: All, all right, Alex. Things.
7: Thank you very much for that report. You got it. Thanks, guys. Alex Stone uh, covering the online terror threat, uh, the chatter, as they call it. But, you know, I guess what they probably use, what, algorithms and uh, tips yeah, kind of, you can you can use like algorithm algorithms keywords, to search yeah. for keywords, and then uh, you know they like all jihad. <laughs> yeah, G, yeah, yeah. Keyword jihad, and see how many references <laughs> on, on social media. But you know I, the the dark web—that's where you have to go through uh, secret entry through various websites. Yes, yes. And this is this is where they buy and sell children and and drugs. Everybody pays in cryptocurrency. This is where uh, you know international uh, crime. Uh, organizations handle their business. All right. Coming up next, your chance at some money. Be listening for the keyword, John and Ken KFI AM 640 live everywhere. iHeartRadio radio app.
3: You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM 640.
7: All right. Well, you know, the answer to all this Israel and Hamas could be Joe Biden. He may be going to Israel. Um, we're not so sure about that now. Supposedly he's weighing a trip there, but uh Today, the Secretary of State Antony Blinken and the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu had to run to a bunker for five minutes because air raid sirens went off in Tel Aviv. How's he going to get? Meeting. How's he going to quickly get to a bunker? Did you see over the weekend he slipped twice walking up uh, some short stairs? No, I, no, I didn't see that. Stum- he, no, he stumbled twice, and then finally he grabbed the railing uh, and just like stared out for a moment at the crowd and mm. started laughing. Well, he, uh, I guess he still has problems with uh, moving around. <laughs> with with existing. Yeah, exactly. Secret Service could just pick him up and throw him over their shoulder. Uh, <laughs> well, there's a Secret Service guy watching him. I noticed this guy in the background. I kept playing the video. This guy didn't move. <laughs> and I think the problem with Biden, because sometimes I've seen this, he tries to walk faster to show he's vigorous yeah. in that. Well, he yeah, he does these little jogs. That is disastrous when, you know, you don't have your balance that well at 80 years old. He so. did he did this little jog to the staircase and then when he finally got on the staircase it was boom boom. Uh other reports floating around this afternoon, Hamas is saying that we've got 250 hostages. And I like this part. Any Gaza ground invasion doesn't scare us. We don't care. It's uh, just it's big talk. It is big talk. They're going to get. They're going to get incinerated. All these big talkers are going to cease to exist. They're going to be. They're going to burst into individual molecules. They will never be found. Uh, they may be waiting to see if enough, you know, Israel. I'm talking about before they do this invasion to see if some people, uh, you know, who are not really connected to Hamas but are in Gaza, leave, to evacuate that maybe still what's going on and there so, are reports that Hamas is blocking some of the people yeah, who are no, trying to they need the human shield way.
3: W- yeah.
7: worst thing for Hamas is uh all the non-hamas residents uh leave because now Israel has a wide open shot and is going to kill all the uh, military guys left yeah. and have no problem destroying every single building so the Hamas needs their own people to act as uh, as, as a as a shield Uh, So they all get incinerated. Uh, You had mentioned this earlier in the show. CNN did a story on this vast network of underground tunnels that Hamas has created in Gaza. Hamas claims to have built 311 miles worth of tunnels under Gaza. Imagine that. Sometimes used to transport people and goods, sometimes to store rockets and ammunition uh, sometimes to house their command and control centers because some um, it's useful when you've got surveillance drones or any other aircraft who might be trying to see what operations you have, so they it, tunnel under. Did Israel know they were building that extensive a network? I mean, it doesn't seem smart to let them build 311 miles worth. I mean, if not- true, Hamas underground tunnels will be a little less than half the length of the New York City subway system. That's That's not easy to do. Uh, it's many years in the works. I, I mean, guess. yeah, but I mean, uh, what, what? What did it, uh, Israel must have known? I mean, how, how do you not stop that? Nah, I mean, that land it, that? that. How do you not they, stop it? It's because they're. It's all under civilian areas. They can't yeah. just bomb the tunnels indiscriminately. Plus, Israel gave up Gaza. They just said, "Yeah." And you know, Hamas eventually took over. Hamas, so- Hamas admitted to building the tunnel network in 2021. The last time there was a conflict between the two. Yeah, but well, clearly they they built this network over quite a few years because it's. And I'm looking at a picture of it, it's. It's kind of elaborate too. as uh, you, know, you can stand in there pretty much. It's like the cartel does to the border, here. Do yeah. you think the cartel has? I wonder if the cartel has that extensive a network like that's Amos where they learned does. it from. Oh, did they? I'm I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, hmm. it says here that people have used tunnels. For warfare since medieval times, it's always a great way to kind of disappear under the ground. So it doesn't surprise me. And this is clearly going to make uh, trying to, you know, drive Hamas out, to make it difficult. All these tunnels, if there really is 300 miles of them, I heard just stories now. There's all kinds of video getting released because you know these Hamas guys had uh, GoPro cameras attached to themselves and they've recovered video and uh, just stories of of, of uh, kids getting their uh, little kids, getting their throats slit in front of their parents, a mother and a child wrapped in a metal cable and set on fire. I mean, that's why I, I know that the Israeli uh, IDF is never going to stop. I mean, there's so many hideous atrocities that you you could never in a hundred years—if you try to think of a hundred years worth of ways to torture people and kill them—you wouldn't think of some of the stuff that Hamas did. And mm. uh, now this is this is going to be the most extreme brutality. I hope it is. It's exactly what Hamas deserves. Story says Israel spent billions of dollars attempting to secure that border with a smart system that boasts advanced sensors and subterranean walls. Yeah. Yet Hamas still broke through on October seventh by land, air, and sea. Remember when George uh, W. Bush was trying to sell his smart sensor border system with Mexico? Oh yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, right. Right. No, an alarm will go off, and yeah, an agent will be right there no, to uh, yeah. apprehend the illegal alien. No, yeah, well, you, you know what? You, you you've got to have human beings with real eyes staring at this stuff. Yeah, that's so nice. and, and 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 video screens with real eyes staring at the monitors.
0: Smart all right, when sensors. we come
7: back, we will go to our border for a couple of stories. Well, uh, oh, Dippity Doo is still looking at bills and vetoing a few, but signing most of them. Here's one that might surprise you. We'll talk about next. And we'll also talk about how the Biden administration has reached a deal. Remember when Trump was president and there was all this uh, outcry about families separated at the border? Well, you know, they sued and they're going to get an agreement, a settlement. John and Ken, KFI AM 640 Live
0: Everywhere, iHeartRadio Radio app. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print, or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Do you love Selena?
7: Like really love?
2: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano.
6: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640.
7: On the radio from 1 until 4 and then after 4 o'clock, John and Ken On Demand, the podcast. And you can listen to what you missed. Well, we go back years to when Obama was president. Anybody remember that? Anyway, no. We were dealing, of course, with uh, another border crisis, and then Obama gave out DACA. He told the activists, I can't just wave my hand and get amnesty. But he came up with DACA, Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. That led to a debacle. People, young people were coming to our border, sometimes unaccompanied, sometimes people pretending to be a family with their minors, The word got out, as we've told you many times on this show, it doesn't take much, and it gets all distorted, but it basically said, get your young ones there. They're going to get status. They're going to get protection. They're going to get amnesty. They're going to get everything. So we were bombarded. And then we had a judge. I forget her name, but she made a decision that uh, basically protected the unaccompanied minors. So this became a big thing. Well, Trump became president (laughs) after we... We're done with the Obama years, and to do something about this, uh, they were kind of cracking down on quote, you know, families at the border. Oh, this became a lawsuit separation of families. Remember this? This was like the cage kid story that we got years ago. That oh, the, yeah. pictures first circulating well, when, were actually during the Obama years, but when, uh, when the families came across 2017, 2018, the early Trump administration, uh, they were uh, sent in two lines. And the children were sent to the Department of Health and Human Services. And the parents ended up getting prosecuted in federal court. Right. Because trying to bring your kids here is a shield. But the other problem was some of them were fake families. There were people that were just getting kids here. If you go to America oh, yeah. with, with my son, maybe you can get in too. and Just pretend well, that you're related or something well, like that. A, a lot of these immigrants have fraudulent stories. I, I, the other day we were talking about... Now, among those few who made it to asylum court, only 11% had their asylum application uh, approved yeah, a legitimate cause, 11% right. and that is in line historically. But those courts are so backed up some of them will never have to go so that's six, the beauty of coming in and mass. 61% were outright denied and the rest was tabled down the road. The last time we talked about this story Biden had just become president and there was a rumor floating around because, again, this was a lawsuit from the American Civil Liberties Union that the families might get four hundred and fifty grand a person. Remember that story? Yeah. <laughs> and Biden said, no way. It was too much no for way. Biden. Can you imagine? It was. too. Well, word today that there has been a settlement between the Biden administration and the ACLU. Number one. Immigration policies that separate parents from children for eight will be prohibited for eight years under the court settlement. I'm not so sure how you actually prove that one way or the other, but they cannot do that anymore. In addition to that... They want to cover the next Trump administration. Right. They're going to give these people a bonanza of benefits. They're going to get free legal help. They're going to get a faster track to asylum. Uh, The story goes on here to explain that they'll also get some medical care help. So it looks like, well, we're not going to give them $450,000 in cash. We're going to give them a whole bunch of benefits. Sure. And housing aid for up to a year. Medical behavioral health benefits. What a great lure to invite even more. Illegal That's aliens to come over. Thousands and thousands more. They're all matter of gonna... fact, just claim you got separated, right? It, just they... show up and see if they separated. If they don't, just claim you've been separated. The cartels are going to send these uh, news stories out on social media. And more people are going to be lining up to come in here. Yeah. They'll sure. get access to legal services. Uh, and again, the settlement waives the usual one-year timeline, yeah. limiting when someone can apply for asylum the parents can apply even if they were previously denied a special team of supervisors will review their case so this is what's on the table to be approved by a judge this uh, settlement between those who were separated and how do you document that by the way i guess you're right if they took the kids and put oh they're them just get, they're, not, they're not they don't try to prove anything anymore they just give everybody all the rights and all the money and all the perks you know, you, they you don't—they don't—they're not actually inspecting all these cases. There's too many of them. There's two million people who made it into the country illegally. You think they're going to go through two million background stories to see if they check out? No, just just write checks, give them vouchers, give them benefits, whatever they want. And here in California, Governor Newsom has signed another bill. This one you might find intriguing because it's now extending. Immigrant benefits or illegal alien benefits beyond the border. Mm-hmm. Not kidding you. Students living in Mexico within 45 minutes of the California border can now get in-state tuition at some community colleges. Told you, incrementalism. You yeah, just but now, do a little oh, bit a at now, time. It's the, now it's leaving the of country. Of course it is. It, it, it's about redistributing our wealth to all the poor people out there. It's kind of a global socialism. It's what... The progressives believe in there should be no borders. There should be no country like the U.S. hoarding all the wealth. All this wealth should be redirected to all these poor countries. And so it's an assemblyman by the name of David Alvarez from San Diego who made the case that because of the cost of living in California, there are some U.S. citizens who are living in the Baja region. So they stay, they're in dire financial straits. They don't have a California residence, so they should qualify for in-state tuition. Really? Even That's though you're not twisted. in state. No, you're not, not even in the country. They have to be 45 yeah. minutes within the border. And they all, they all, they always have a cockamamie excuse, right? It's just about. This is another little incremental step towards reinventing our way of life, destroying our way of life, oh, to giving our borders, giving our tax money now to people living in Mexico. To try to even the score a little bit, we're looking at a situation where they basically want to end all the borders. Yes, they, right. The Biden administration policy, and is ever directing it, has basically been open borders under the guise of oh, it's a humanitarian crisis. Yeah. So everybody in the world that needs to come here should be let in here. It, those those are just public relations uh, points for the news media to disseminate. Nobody takes them seriously. Nobody really believes that. They want they want to they want to remake. The demographic makeup of America, and 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 lessen the influence of uh, white European residents, wow. and and make it a greater, more diverse mix, and and at the same time lessen the uh, power of capitalism, in and, and and turn it more into a socialistic state. But right. we were the know, colonialist, racist invaders. There shouldn't be borders, right. yeah, because th- th- we made these up. Uh, and, and somehow this only applies to uh, you know the United States. Every other country in the world is uh, has got all kinds of uh, immigration policies that are very strict. And if you'd like to go and test them out, you'll 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 see what you find. There's no other country that lets this ca- kind of thing happen, unless right. it's some chaotic country. We'll return, John and Ken, KFI AM six forty live everywhere, iHeart Radio app.
3: You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640.
7: We're on the radio 1 till 4. Since it's almost 4, that now. means we turn into a podcast after 4 o'clock. <laughs> John and Ken On Demand, same show. It's just uh,
0: online. Not into a
7: pumpkin or back into oh, mice. orange podcast. Uh, the Daily Mail has done its homework. And has identified the woman that shot, quote, the intruder in the Hollywood Hills, the story we did earlier in the yeah. show, Beach Beatrice, there's a throwback, page. Beatrice Alba, 59 years old. She told police a man in his 30s tried forcing his way into her home from the backyard. Turns out she is an Oscar winner, a hairstylist who worked on movies right? such as National Treasure and The Hunger Games. But she's only fifty nine. Reports maybe think she was like eighty or something like that. Oscar winner shoots intruder. Her husband, Alex Spears, called police to report the shooting in their three bedroom home. Um, I like the way they, <laughs> the Daily Mail with this tabloid style. They call it a Hollywood Hills mansion, and then they, later on, it's a three bedroom home. Doesn't sound like a mansion to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything in Hollywood Hills to people around the world. It's got to be a mansion, right? That's where all the celebrities it's live. Three bedrooms. It's probably 2,000 square feet. I know. Um, police found the man suffering from a gunshot wound, conscious and breathing, taken to a hospital. <clears throat> Again, the reports this morning were that this was a home invasion. They pulled it the back away from that just to say alleged. Now we're not really sure, except we thought that it might be a homeless person who. Hey, was, uh, if it's a guy breaking in, you shoot him. You have to. Yeah. You, you, you can't interview uh, him. You can't say, oh, come on in. I want to see if you're just hungry or uh, you're actually going to uh, rape and kill me. We'll have to see how this plays out, because supposedly he told her that someone hurt him and to let him in. I mean, you don't listen to crazy. He was person. in fear for his life. No, no. Well, someone did hurt him then. Yeah. No, no you, you can't listen and believe anything they say. They're they're all crazy. Nobody does that. Nobody shows up at the back of someone's house saying, I'm hurt. I need help. Nobody does that.
0: Well, Everybody's a got a to Cameron across the street. Yeah, we well, well. Beat up by
7: another vagrant. Yeah. Uh, ah, you remember the day when it seemed like uh, if you saw something opening up down the street, a business, it was either a bank or a pharmacy? Right Rite Aid has filed for bankruptcy and plans to sell part of its business, it's going to try to restructure.
1: Last week when the AMPTP...
7: Okay. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for your contribution. Yeah, really. Uh, The Rite Aid stores will continue to fill prescriptions. Customers still be able to visit the locations. It's a voluntary Chapter 11 process, but they will be closing their underperforming stores. Uh, Some of this, of course as you might have guessed, is from the shoplifting horror that has hit so many stores. Another, of course, is the lawsuits that have been brought against it because of the opioid business. Uh, The company had to do several settlements, including one announced last year with the state of West Virginia, West Virginia, for up to $30 million. Everybody was so happy to make all the extra money from the opioids that people were addicted to. I mean it's the doctors and the pharmacists and the pharmacists right? and the, phar- the pharmacy companies, the pharmaceuticals oh, yeah. that were supplying it. They it it was it was so much money. It was billions and billions of dollars, and they didn't care if people were dying and they're dying in the streets over this. No, no. that's that's uh, that's the that's human nature. There, Walgreens tried to buy Right Aid for about five or uh, nine billion dollars in 2015. But uh, they uh, only bought a little bit of Rite Aid after that, around 1,900 stores, because there was some antitrust <laughs> concerns about that. No, yeah, well, there's not too many chains left. Yeah, guys. it's a CVS, Walgreens, and Rite Aid, Rite Aid. pretty much it, right? I, I can't think of another one. A, a I still occasionally chain. see like a local pharmacy just run by the old family. I still see occasionally one of those. Oh, yeah, the there's, a, there's a couple in my my town. Right. Uh, and also Rite Aid was going to merge with uh, Albertsons, but that got called off. So you can see they've been in some distress for a number of years, and now they are uh, calling for a voluntary uh, bankruptcy. Yeah, you know, no more opioid profits. No, that's... No, I thought you'd jump on the shoplifting, though. That's where a lot of it oh, goes the shop, on. In these, oh, the shoplifting is huge. Yeah. They, they, you know what? There's, 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 uh... That's why Walgreens closed a bunch of locations. Oh, the shoplifting is horrendous, but these drugstores also were uh, selling the opioids and enjoying the profits. I'm sure they thought they were legitimate prescriptions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for people who had just pain from an uh, injury. Hi, do you have my 5,000 OxyContin pills that I called in? <laughs> uh, Conway's here. Hey,
3: now. Hey, I heard you guys open about talking about that tattoo parlor on Friday the 13th. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were kidding, but I, I saw right. them
7: lined up for their tattoos. Did, it's good luck. Did you I notice right. Ken says he doesn't automatically believe anything you say? Yes. but oh, no, I, no, no, no. He I, comes I, in sometimes yeah. with a little bit of shtick and That's some right. fun. That's, uh-huh. right. That's
3: cool. right. That's right. That's right.
7: But I, um, how many times, John, have we said he's only saying this because he's still on our show? That's right? right. Yes. That's exactly
3: right. Well, here's what we're covering tonight Gladstone's is going to stay open. You know, they're going to close. Yes. Gladstone's for fish. Yes. Gladstone's for fish. Uh, plus, uh, you know, you would talk about Rite Aid, they're closing down. We'll have uh, a little bit more information about that. Um, Suzanne Summer died. I was very sad about that. I really enjoyed her work. Yes. yes. She was, uh, uh, I'm not sure which was my favorite, though Three's Company or The Leg master.
7: The thigh uh, master, The Thighmaster, yes. Thighmaster. The Thighmaster. Yes. yes. I didn't even get the no, name she had, right. She had quite No a cool pool picks, by the way. No. Oh, is that right? Nobody had her. Producer Ray said when she announced she had cancer, which I saw was 2009, she wow. was a hot pick for years, but it tailed off.
3: Yeah, well, she has money, right? So she survived for a long
7: time. Yeah. You
3: know, if yeah. you have no money, it's you know, you get Tuesday, you get diagnosed, Thursday.
7: Yeah. Well, she... Yeah. Uh, I think her first round of it was 23 years ago, and then it would pop back up periodically.
3: Uh, and then the 2028 Los Angeles Olympics is adding one, two, three, four, five new sports. Oh, yeah. Flag football.
7: Flag wait, football. Wait, 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 wait. No.
3: Yeah. That's one of them. You're serious? Yeah. Flag football is yeah, one. Flag
7: football is one of them. He that's you not a stop.
3: Uh, number, another one is uh, smash and grabs.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Public nudity, great. <laughs> right. Runless encampments, running right? from cops,
3: and then uh, and home invasions. Home invasions. Now, I thought that smash and grabs and home invasions were too close, but evidently and there's
7: didn't. there's a difference. Yeah, yeah a but difference,
3: wouldn't that yeah. be great? They, they they the four sports that they add should represent the city. they they're. they're Perf- you know, they're uh, right. performing oh, in sure. or hosting. So smash know. and grabs. and Smash invasion, and grabs, public sure. nudity, run public away nudity. from <laughs> cops, and home invasion. <laughs> okay. That would go. be great. <laughs> Look, how, wouldn't you watch that? I would, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Especially the, uh, you know, the smash and grab Olympics. There's a lot of boring sports in the Olympics, smash but those grab. I'd watch. We watch it every day on the news. Yes. <laughs>
7: So this right. is what I was talking about. This part That's don't necessarily right. believe. This is questionable here. This ain't That's like right. the
3: tattoo. No. That's okay. right. That's all right. right. And then uh, and then we have the announcement of the big oh. annual crisp um uh happy birthday party, birthday party for the Morongo. Uh it's gonna be on oh. October Can we say the date yet? I guess right. October twenty-eighth? We yes. can? Yeah, all right. Belly gave us the go ahead. It's October twenty-eighth, is the big party at Morongo.
7: All right. You know what I thought you were gonna say? No. When is Coast going to start playing Christmas oh, music? Oh,
3: <laughs> I love that. Aren't
7: they already? It
3: changes my yeah, life. I thought
7: they would, yeah. It's, it's I thought 16. that started last month. Yeah, the flip. The, <laughs> the big flip. flip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dig dog. Dig dog with you guys. Yeah, here he goes. All right, Conway, Crozier at the news. Ow. Uh, live in the 24-Hour <laughs> Cafe dig news. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and of course anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.
1: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We're the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast.